0: there everybody welcome to up all night and are you afraid of the dark podcast my name is cortland unfortunately brandon can't make it with us today but we have a very special guest mr brett wilson from brett wilson art on instagram how are you
1: doing brett hey cortland thanks for having me back yeah i'm doing it's, great
0: it's been quite a long time i mean we haven't we had you on for season two's the tale of the shiny red bicycle correct That's over a year ago now
1: yeah hard to believe time really flies seriously
0: yeah we're just getting into well we're about we're about the middle of season six right now so we've come a long ways and uh it's really great to talk with you i mean we talk all the time on instagram you're very clearly a huge fan and and the passion for are you afraid of the dark it's awesome
1: thank you yes you you are the same i'd say like we help keep the community alive
0: yeah i like to think so i think it's gaining (laughs) some traction lately i don't know if you've seen it or not but uh, it got featured in a hulu show not too long ago i think just a couple of days ago yeah
1: I have to check that out. It sounds enticing. Like yeah. I, I I really feel like, you know, between us and some of the other people who are who are in our little community, there's there's going to be like a big resurgence for Harry for the Dark, especially with the 30th anniversary on the horizon.
0: Yeah, that they did the reboot last year and I yep. they're planning on doing another season, I believe, which is great.
1: Yeah, we'll see how that turns out.
0: Hopefully it's it's great. <laughs> I have high yeah, hopes I- for
1: it. <laughs> I I, I want to speak for the fans when I say I hope they make some callbacks to like the original series and they do it like in an honorable way, you know, to kind of service the veteran fans, but also giving it a fresh spin, of course.
0: Yeah, totally agree. So how are you doing today, Brett?
1: I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good.
0: We're here to talk about your Are You Afraid of the Dark book that you've been working on for quite some time.
1: Yeah, believe it or not, it's uh, it's been about three years since I started this journey, and it, it's amazing how fast time has flown since I I begun, And I've certainly grown a lot too in in the process. Not only with uh, you know creating more Are You Afraid of the Dark, obviously, but just meeting a lot of great people along the way. You know, getting more comfortable with uh, doing podcast guest appearances, and mm-hmm. you know, just building my presence and reputation overall. It's it's an amazing journey.
0: Yeah, definitely, it's a lot of fun, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, certainly. It's cool. highs and lows.
0: Yeah, definitely. You do a lot of live watch parties on Instagram, which are fantastic, by the way. I
1: love thank them. Thank you very much. I like yours as well. They're pretty fun. Oh, thank you. Bite- <laughs> yeah. Bite-sized.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, you do a lot of, like, SNICK. I think a lot of our generation wants SNICK back, you know, and you yeah. help provide that. And it's awesome.
1: I, I like to think that I fill certain voids in 90s Nickelodeon fans' hearts that haven't been filled in a long time, and you know, by harking back to the golden days of Nickelodeon, by providing this content in a fresh new way, you know, we're, we're keeping it alive. And I I think a lot of people appreciate that.
0: It's so cool. I love it. I love your art. You're doing, are you afraid of the dark stickers right now, which are super cool. I love them.
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah. I only had like originally 13 planned, like one for each season, but Mm -hmm. because of the, Ridiculous popularity. um I just decided to go whole hog, so I, I'm not only doing like the popular characters like Zebo and Ghastly Grinner, but I'm just gonna do some deep cuts too. Like, yeah, um, you, you know, uh, you, me, and uh, Pixie Pruitt from Instagram. We we personally like this character called Hulk Hoagie that we've done oh, from yes. the Tale of Dark Music. Yes, there's a there's a sticker for him coming soon. Even though he literally just had a three second <laughs> appearance in the entire series, just got some
0: Beetlejuice <laughs> pants and a sandwich. I, I <laughs>
1: I can't ignore it. it's too ridiculous like he's he's the quintessential 90s dad it's so funny <laughs> yeah
0: so we're here to talk about your are you afraid of the dark book which yes. um you've showed me a little bit and it is mm-hmm. incredible i'm Thank super you. excited for this but you are a part of an are you afraid of the dark army
1: yes i actually started it
0: Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. I know a couple of people in there like J.D. Gravath, Robin, who we had as a, a guest um, a couple of weeks ago for the Tailed badge. The, mm-hmm. She is from the Black Case Diaries podcast and she's a part of it, too, right?
1: Correct. I've become very good friends with her since first meeting her last year. So, oh, yeah, you know, she's awesome. Are you afraid the dark fans are kind of coming out of the woodwork and finding me because I just seem to be a, a beacon for that? that type of content it's it's pretty wild (laughs) yeah
0: i mean all it takes is a quick search on instagram for you know hashtag are you afraid of the dark and you see all your good stuff and all the great things that have been coming out lately from other artists and and you know just fans of the show and everything and it's wonderful it's so cool thank
1: you thank you i'm i'm really happy to be a part of it and share it with people like you and the rest of the fans and you know you guys are no slouch either i really think the (laughs) both of us are leading the charge right now
0: i think so too it's Uh, One of the best things is, you know, not only doing the podcast, but just creating this atmosphere and this group where everybody can come and enjoy new content from Are You Afraid of the Dark and stuff. And I just love it. It's so fun.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So this Are You Afraid of the Dark Army.
1: Yes. You guys are working on
0: this book. What's your guys' mission and how does this tie into the book?
1: So the Are You Afraid of the Dark Army is a group of seven top diehard Are You Afraid of the Dark fans who set forth to bring back the magic of the original show into the modern era. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're returning to the show's roots to not only cultivate a new generation of campfire storytellers, but you know, also fresh new stories inspired by the legacy of this exceptional show. Oh, nice. So by by bridging the gap between both veteran and newcomer fans, our efforts shall diligently expand upon the Are You Afraid Dark Universe uh, by not only honoring its past, but also marching forward into its bright future full of rich, engaging lore. You know, one of the things I've noticed while on this three-year journey of doing Are You Afraid of the Dark stuff is that there's not a lot of Are You Afraid of the Dark art out there, and there's and a lot of the fans are kind of just sparsely spread out across different social media platforms. So yeah. part of the reason why I, I founded the Are You Afraid of the Dark Army in the first place is to just unite everyone. And I feel like that's in the spirit of the show because the campfire united all the Midnight Society members together to tell their stories each week. Mm-hmm. So in a similar vein, we're doing the same by having our own special secret place on the internet with this website where we can just talk about Are You Afraid of the Dark all the time, share ideas, create new things to add to the timeline of, and history of the show. So yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of great things to look forward to once it gains momentum and we add more members to the army.
0: I love it. So we're recording this episode, uh, you know, mid September. It's going to be coming mm-hmm. out on October first, and that's when your Kickstarter comes out for the book as well, right?
1: Uh, sort of. Uh, we're actually starting the Kickstarter October first, but the book won't be published by then. Mm-hmm. Um, really, what we're doing is just testing the waters to see how much money we can earn, uh, in order to put towards the production costs of the book. And then once we have all the all the rewards divvied out and shipped to our backers, um, we're we're really shooting to have the book out by Christmas time or holiday season of oh, 2020. Nice. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm working on it furiously, like 13 hour days every day, just to get it as front loaded as possible. So I don't have to do, I, I don't have to work on the book during the campaign. And that way, once the campaign's over, I can just be like, well, let's just get all the rewards together and print all the books and ship them off. And I don't have to worry about like adding interviews in or editing or adjusting things. So that's awesome. what I'm working on right now sweet thanks yeah
0: what do you think that the best part was about making this book
1: yeah I, I hesitate because you know my go-to answer is drawing the art for every episode but it's oh, not yeah. always sunshine and roses it's it's really a lot of work and a lot a lot of thought puts and is put into every little detail to make sure that it it truly captures the essence of every episode so that it triggers those nostalgic memories for fans.
0: Yeah, I love your artwork for, for your episodes. One of the coolest things is that you're not just taking, like, a scene from the episode and just copy-pasting it. I no. mean, you're making your own spin on it with the props and stuff that were used in the oh, episodes yeah. and the scenes. Like, you're making your own, and it's awesome. Yes,
1: thank you, and I'm glad you recognize that because I feel like copy-pasting is way too easy, and it's not yeah. true true art in air quotes. it's It's just simply, like you know regurgitation but wh- whenever I do art I feel the purpose of creating whatever I create it needs to have meaning it needs to have a message and it also presents something in a brand new way people have never seen it before yeah so rather than just like draw the the tale of Night Shift's vampire face, I'll pretend that I'm the director of the episode and I'll say hmm what what kind of shots would I would want to see this in to really ramp up the the hype and the scariness of the moment mm-hmm. and you know I just went whole hog with that one in particular kind of like DJ McHale did when directing the episode yeah. and I decided to get this like skewed high angle of of the night shift vampire holding Amanda over mm-hmm. over the ledge and we can see like cars racing by underneath uh you know near the hospital entrance and it's like wow she's she's like about to be splattered and you really feel like you're in her position just full of dread and terror and you know how the hell am i going to get out of this before i die
0: yeah it's it's amazing honestly like you did a really good job on there you can tell that you have such a devotion to the show and you love it so much i mean it's like a whole new scene from the episode it's awesome
1: yeah yeah it's it's fun to reimagine it and maybe somehow i'm just fulfilling a wish that i you know if i had a time machine and go back to the 90s i would have easily worked on the crew of Are You Afraid of the Dark because i actually have a film and animation degree so i i mm-hmm. know how you know i know all the ins and outs of what it takes to be a cinematographer or a storyboard artist or scriptwriter so you know nice <laughs> kind, kind of carrying it out in my own unique way
0: yeah one of the coolest things about this book is all of the trivia that you have in there. I don't know about you, but mm. one of my favorite episodes in like Brady Bunch and stuff with the pop-up video episodes. Yes. So yeah, this I is remember like, those. This is like a pop-up video for Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I'm all about that, man. I love it.
1: Yeah. It, it's not exactly in video form, but it's the next best thing because- yeah. <laughs> uh, It's pretty close. It's <laughs> Yeah. It's not often you see like an illustrated episode guide out there and it's- because of the dimensions of it and the girth of it, it's like 400 pages. It's Uh, so big. Yeah. It feels like, like this ominous compendium of everything that ever went into the show. So it's, it's more than an episode guide. It's not just like, you know, cute little artwork or, or tidbits about what makes the show fun. It's, it's literally a deep dive into everything you could ever possibly want to know about the show um, presented through my unique lens of both writing factoids and combining that with the essence of each episode's artwork
0: one of my favorite things about doing this show doing our podcast is going on imdb and looking at who these people <laughs> oh, are
1: so yeah
0: i mean to have i think a lot of our generation likes to know the trivia and the facts and stuff. So having yeah. that in one place is just really cool.
1: Definitely. And you know, if your internet's not working, this is definitely going to be your <laughs> go-to book because you know, don't even need to look it up on IMDb anymore. You just flip through pages, be amazed by the art and look at all the facts pertaining to the specific episode. There so you go. Cool.
0: Yeah. I love it. You know, I want to know Brett, who has contributed to this book? Who have Ooh, you got? Good
1: question. <laughs> I know
0: it's a hot, hot question. Who you got in there?
1: yeah i don't know how many i should reveal right now because uh i mean this episode is live october 1st so everyone's gonna want to go check the kickstarter out
0: oh for sure and we're gonna have a link to that in our episode description for sure
1: yes definitely um but i'm just gonna tease a few of them for you so that i don't like give you the main course all at (laughs) once and just give you like some nibbles. you know kind of like the dangerous soup i'm not gonna give you a whole bowl you gotta pay a hundred dollars for
0: (laughs) that you mean that taste brett
1: yes one taste (laughs) Um, so DJ McHale is involved in the book in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I ended up actually meeting him when I went out to California oh, uh, nice. during my book's journey, and we had a few great in-person meetings together. And uh, he was very generous enough to uh, write the forward for my book. So he pretty much, you know, took a cursory glance at my prototype book at the time and uh, gave me his thoughts about it. And it makes me tear up when i read it it's oh, it's very beautifully written so, that's so cool. yeah yeah it's very very sentimental and i i'm sure everyone will appreciate that i also have a few casts and crew members as well a mix of each you know to kind of give the interviews well-rounded feeling. so i've got uh a fan favorite director ron oliver in there perfect um,
0: yeah talking with him was awesome
1: yeah he he was amazing to work with and uh, I'm, I'm so happy it part of the book. I do have some Midnight Society members, but I don't know if I should tell you just yet. There's a few of them. <laughs>
0: it's Stig, isn't it?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> you, know, you know, to be honest, I, I looked up his IMDb page and he said he's like a truck driver now. And oh. I tried reaching out to him, but I couldn't find him. So I don't know if he passed away or oh, if he's just not. not on social media, but yeah. I, I'd love to pick his brain. That'd be Same cool. Same with uh, Jacob Tyranny because they both only did one season's worth of tales
0: yeah i know he went on to do like letter kenny and stuff so he's definitely still doing stuff at least
1: aside from that there's there's definitely uh four or five actual midnight society members who are in there from both the revival season and the original run wow um you know there's a couple other directors uh in addition to ron oliver uh there's a couple of writers and we even got the head makeup artist too oh nice yeah yes so um i I definitely picked her brain on like How'd she do the makeup for certain characters and you know, kind of the brief process of what it takes to make that stuff? So I think I love that. I think it's a very well rounded experience that people will certainly delight in.
0: Cool. Yeah, because they did yeah. all practical effects for the most part. So yeah, practical effect makeup is so interesting. I love that.
1: Very labor intensive, but it's mm-hmm. so worth the effort. Like it still looks great decades later, as you yeah. can tell, versus like some of the cheesier CGI in the later seasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: So one of the things I wanted to know is how you got into making the book in the first place because, you know, I've never looked into making a book, but I can only imagine that that is a lot.
1: Yes, <laughs> like yeah, it's <laughs> you do it's a, a lot of Instagram. Task.
0: So what made you decide to do a massive book instead of, well, I mean, you post on Instagram, but not just posting them on instagram
1: right yeah that's a very good question actually and i'm sure a lot of fans are uh, curious you know what goes on behind the curtain yeah so um just to take you back a few years to october 2017 i was in a relationship that kind of felt unbalanced i didn't feel like i, I wasn't that happy with my life i'll just leave it at that
0: okay I understand.
1: I was feeling, you know, kind of down and depressed and creatively blocked on myself. So I was just kind of sitting in my living room at the time in the dark, of course, on a stormy night. (laughs) It sounds like it's straight out of a a spooky novel. (laughs) Right right um, out
0: of an episode.
1: (laughs) Literally. Yeah. My life is an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Who would have thought? So I was just kind of forcing my brainstorming session to see if I could come up with ideas to get out of the creative block and... You know, out of the blue, I I got this, like, vision in my head of this little campfire with some sparks in the darkness. And it just, like, set a campfire ablaze, like, and I'm like, whoa, that's strange, but cool. And for some reason, Are You Fear the Dark popped into my head. And I'm like, you know, I haven't really watched that show in a while. I think I should revisit it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I popped in a couple episodes on my DVDs and it was it was just like a trip down memory lane i i loved it so much and it filled me with so much joy that you know it it was kind of a breadcrumb trail of curiosity so from there i was like you know hmm isn't there any like are you of the dark art out there i i wonder if there is and i with a quick google search i realized no at the time there was like next to nothing Uh and the The one few things that I did find was this Inktober series that someone did. He actually uh, turned out to be one of my friends, even though I hated him at first because I was jealous. Um, (laughs) It's
0: okay. It's all right.
1: Yeah, his, he goes by the Instagram handle Life of Cole. And uh, he did like 30 Days of Art for the Dark Villains. And I was just amazed by his Ooh. his artwork. Being the closed-minded person I was back then, I was like, what? Why didn't I think about that? I, I need to do something like this. He shouldn't yeah. take all the glory. <laughs> and I, I took it upon myself to like one-up him. And sure enough, that was the spark to get me like right on the computer and start drawing. And yeah, um, I, I started out with... I like doing series of things. I'm the kind of artist that doesn't just randomly post stuff online and wait for tons of applause. I I do a lot of things with like intention. Mm -hmm. So I, I had previous experience doing Final Fantasy posters online and those went over really, really well. So I'm like, hmm. You know why stop at just like one doodle of *Are You for the Dark*? Why not do a whole season's worth? Yeah. Why not do the whole you know five original seasons? Why not do the revival seasons and you know it kind of snowball from there? Where I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna draw all 91 episodes because no one else has ever done that before. So I I just you know went on it with a hope and a prayer and. You know, to keep me going and accountable, I, I, I did one drawing a day in order, no matter how ugly it, or weird it looked, yeah. and I posted it on Facebook for feedback. And at first, it, people were like, what is this? This is strange. You know, why is it all black and white? Why isn't there color? Um, for me, doing it in black and white helped me focus on the technique of comic book inking because I do have experience with that from my college days. Right. Um, and so I, I felt the the black and white naturally lent itself to a more spookier tone instead of just oh, yeah. washing it with color. So I agree. that that that's kind of the direction I took with it. Thank you. Um, and I, I just kind of kept following it. I, I didn't really pay too much attention to who was paying attention to it or not. I just wanted to keep posting it and repeat the kind of ritual that I was doing daily. Mm-hmm. And you know, after after three months, I finished the ninety-one episode series and. You know, it felt great, but then there was a quick, like, come down from the high where I was like, you know, I don't really want to be done with this. It, it, it was great to get it all out there, but this shouldn't be the end. I want to do something more. Yeah. And so my my inner voice told me, well, why do you make a book out of it? And my response was, that's a great idea. I, I'm <laughs> going to make a book out of something I would love to read because I love this show. And no one else has really done it. I mean, there's, there's Campfire Companion by Jose Prendez, which I respect his his um, interpretation of the material. Yeah. But mine is, mine is on a totally different level. It's more artistic and comprehensive than, than his, although he has some production photos that I was unable to get. So it, it's kind of just like, you know, what flavor do you want? Vanilla or chocolate? Right. Um, yeah. When it comes to episode guides.
0: I totally agree with you on that. Like even doing these podcasts, there's other podcasters that do. Right. Are you afraid of the dark content exclusively? And it's so yeah. interesting how everybody has their own take on what they you know, the plot points and, and, and the, mm-hmm. what they focus on in the background and their overall message of the story. So, yeah, even though it's a simple, you know, half an hour show, every episode can be viewed differently by everyone.
1: Totally. And not everyone has the same perspective either. And I think that's the beauty of it, because where some people think, oh, the episode's show crummy, I, I can't bear to watch it again. And other people are like, that's like one of my favorites. And it, yes. I think, yeah. you know, our, our different life experiences that are unique to us allow us to see it through that special prism. Um, so if you may, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to put a disclaimer in my book just in case, but I'm just going to be like, listen, the, I, I've watched these episodes literally 50 times each. There's 91 yeah. episodes times 50. Do the math. This is how I've come to interpret each of these episodes on a scale of one to five matchsticks. If you yeah. don't agree, that's fine. Cause you probably view it a different way. I'm just showing you how I viewed them in my experience and, You know, at least you can kind of understand where I'm coming from when I write little offers reviews for every episode.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Moving off the story, because I was focusing so much on turning this into a book, unfortunately my relationship fell apart. I ended up moving to like my dad's for a while and you know, when that didn't work out, I I ended up going out to California because I was I was in that young ambitious mindset of, yeah, I'm gonna make it. I don't care what anyone says, you know. Just to give everyone a little heads up, you're in for a rude awakening unless you go out there with like tens of thousands of dollars in your pocket because it's going to get rough is expensive. real quick. It's so expensive. It is. It is. And you either got to make it work or you got to leave. Get yeah. gotta get out of there. So yeah. while, while I was out there, you know, that was kind of the next phase of me making the book. And I just kept working on it day after day after day, as usual. It was like my my rock of sanity amidst all the chaos around me. And I was very fortunate enough to room with some of my friends from childhood. So they actually had an apartment out there, and I just hung with them for a while near L.A. And, uh, you know, I'd make this long, dreadful commute that was three and a half hours each way on like two buses and a subway to get to work. And all I could think of is I'm in so much pain right now. I'm in so much pain. My limbs hurt. My head hurts. I can't think straight. There's like people coming at me with a knife in the dark alleys near me. But oh, all I girl. thought about is I got to get this book done. I got to get this book done. And, you know, things will get better. And so that's what just kept me really focused through all the all the ups and downs. And, you know, while I was out there, obviously I said I, I met JJ McHale in person. And it was it was a very surreal experience because I felt like, we were kindred spirits. We both have a penchant for storytelling, certainly, and I like to write books as well now. <laughs> I'm kind of picking up where he left off, and I feel like there's a lot of responsibility involved with that, but at the same time, I feel confident enough to do the series justice, not only by living it through his vision, but you know, catering to the fans in the best way possible to honor the legacy of Are You of the Dark, because it's really just a special thing that makes us all come together. Mm-hmm. Um, So, so I'd say that's the highlight of me going out in California and printing out the first prototype that he actually signed for me, and uh, he wrote this little s- slogan in there called "Forever Dark" next to his signature on a four nineteen nineteen, which I thought was pretty cool, <laughs> and uh, that actually became our official like battle cry of the Are You of the Dark Army, so, and that kind of signifies our commitment to keeping Are You of the Dark alive in our hearts for that spark of passion. Moving on there, I, I kind of moved back at home uh, to my grandmother's house after California didn't work out and all the money was spent. Yeah. Um, and I, I pretty much just worked my way to pay rent there by doing odd jobs, still continuing with Instagram posts. And, you know, around the time Big Orange Couch Podcast was like one of the first podcasts I started working with, mm-hmm. you know, I've been volunteering some of my artwork for their episodes and like, hey, we, we really like this guy's work. We should have him on for a few episodes. And it, it was just a great experience because I really got to know them personally and they're, they're great people. So to wrap things up, um, you know, moved from Connecticut in June. I'm now currently living in Florida uh, with my family and, uh, you know, still working on the book, finishing the final touches and yeah. getting out there to people on the Kickstarter. Um, just just kind of doing the balancing act of watch parties, uh, working on the book are you for the dark stickers and keeping keeping the hype very much alive as much as i can with all my strength and you know probably after all this is done i'm gonna take like a uh, a couple of month long vacation because i'm definitely overdue after all this I struggle you. and sacrifice
0: yeah right Woo! you do a lot you do a lot yes <laughs>
1: A, a lot for one person.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. not only do you have the Are You Afraid of the Dark pictures, but you do. Uh, you have that Final Fantasy set. You've done all yep. of the Pete and Pete episodes, the the Salute Your Shorts episodes. You do yeah, a lot. Yeah,
1: I, I like doing series of things. So it's just, for me, it's like, okay, what show do I want to do next? What video game do I want to do next? So far, I've done every episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark. I've done every episode of Pete and Pete. And I already have Salute Your Shorts half done. So I just got to figure out when to release that.
0: Nice. Okay. Yeah. So I have a question for you, Brett. Sure. Brandon and I are not completely done with. Are you afraid of the dark just yet? We have about a season and a half or so to go, but I Mm want to know what is your least favorite episode of all of, are you afraid of the dark?
1: Oh, you're, you're going to see this in my book review too, but (laughs) are are you ready for this? Maybe you can predict it. I
0: think I might be able to
1: maybe. Okay.
0: I'm going to, let me, let me guess though. Is it virtual putts?
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that episode everything about it is just awful from the stupid digital wipes to the like <laughs> digger virtual pet oh. that looks like a crappy cgi dog to like the wooden line reading by Isabel and tom it's and and <laughs> that kid who doesn't know how to use a computer it's kate yes oh, kate oh god I, I don't even know if that falls into bad good territory or just all around bad like
0: oh damn
1: <laughs> sorry I. no you're okay it's all right I like to be brutally honest when it, when stuff is bad, I, I take art seriously in terms of the quality and integrity of it. That being said, I do not hate hungry hounds as much as everyone else likes to shit on it. I, I think agree.
0: Yeah. Not that virtual pets is the worst episode, but yeah, that hungry hounds gets too much hate. Yeah. I agree.
1: Yeah. I I, I mean, listen, the, the exposition dump with the slow walking, that's legitimately boring. Yeah. Okay. I get yeah. that. But Giles is scary. The The atmosphere of the barn is scary, even that the beagles are more friendly looking than ravenous. <laughs> yeah. I wish they were kind of semi-transparent and more white. That would add to the creepiness. But um, I think it does a lot of atmospheric things well for that episode. Obviously, DJ McHale directed it, so he mm-hmm. knows how to make things feel kind of grandiose and... You know, that fantasy style music is actually reminiscent of fox hunts with the bugle blowing and the, the epic kind of uh, bell chimes and whatnot. So, oh, yeah, I think it looks and sounds amazing story wise. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't really fit.
0: Even if you just think of uh, Pam and Amy going into like a purgatory, you know, like of a, a, their own family's like purgatory. Yeah. Like that's pretty cool.
1: I like the idea of it. It's yeah. it's very different than other Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes we've seen involving ghosts and honestly if I've given the opportunity I would rewrite Hungry Hounds to be a lot scarier and maybe give Giles more of a a threatening uh a role because when I first saw him on like my old orange Snick tape, he reminded me of like the weird zombie farmer from this episode of Beavis and Butthead called cornholio lord of the harvest and you can search this (laughs) on google too there's this like really freaky zombie farmer guy who's just like hiding in a dark barn and he invites the beavis and butthead into it and closes the doors and all you can hear is like a chainsaw starting up and he's like gonna decapitate ten in the darkness so that's really (laughs) freaking scary and I, i because of my young like little brain couldn't conceive like who's who and what's what it just put two and two together and like oh shit he's gonna like mutilate Pam and amy yeah in the, in the barn so that's kind of that's kind of the hungry hounds i want to see just a little bit more edgier but not to the point where it's like full-on rated x horror yeah, or rated yeah, yeah. r yeah
0: it wouldn't be that hard honestly it's it's a pretty no it's a solid episode overall even though everybody yeah. hates it which is fine yeah
1: whatever just needs a few tweaks yeah
0: so do you give uh virtual pets a, a one a one match stick or a zero <laughs>
1: I felt like Zero would have been too harsh Uh, because I'm trying to do this in a (laughs) semi-professional manner, but I I gave it one matchstick for effort and because um, they had pagers in it.
0: So I know what your least favorite episode is, but what are your Mm -hmm. favorite episodes?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a a tough list because they're constantly shuffling in the top five or top ten. You know, things like Laughing in the Dark are still pretty memorable and popular today, (laughs) as long with, like, Ghastly Grinner... Night Shift, Dead Man's Float. Oh, yeah. Uh, even Dream Girl. I love that episode. It's like one of the few it's if so only good. episodes that makes me cry every time I watch the ending.
0: It's such a beautiful episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel for Erica losing her brother to Johnny's um, girlfriend. And it's just like it's just one of those very real feelings where you just have to accept this is the way things are. You know, you have to let go at some point because everyone's better off for it. So it's it's just kind of like that moment of acceptance is really, really tugs at your heartstrings. But that's not actually my absolute favorite episode. That's mm-hmm. probably like top three. Yeah. Uh, I would say, get ready for this. The Tale of the Dark Music is oh, my favorite yeah. episode.
0: Such a good one.
1: Yes. The reason why it's my favorite episode is because it's the only one that I've ever felt out of rewatching these over and over and over again. That is genuinely evil. It's so an true. evil episode. Yeah. It feels evil, like you have this very threatening bully that just will not let up on poor little Andy, who's just trying to you know, earn a living as a paper boy to help his mom make ends meet. And then you have this boogeyman in the basement with these hideous red eyes. Who's like trying to lure you to your death and takes all these different forms, like a doll and a skeleton carny. Who's like, come on, Andy, you know, you want to come in here. We've got candy. He might as well say that. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And you know, be- between the viciousness of, of the boogeyman and how he like devours, he straight up devours Coda in exchange for giving Andy a bike for feeding him. Yeah. Uh, and like that really dark implication of the ending where you know andy's just kind of standing there taking taking it all in that this basement demon is now like his kind of like a genie he'll give him whatever he wants he just has to be fed mm-hmm. and he he listens to his shitty little antagonizing sister <laughs> upstairs and she's like, you better make me good dinner. Or I'm going to tell mom on you. And he's like, you know, I've had enough of this. I'm going to feed her too and get another bicycle. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. She's going to have an army of bicycles.
1: <laughs> yeah. Give, give one to the, to Ricky of shiny red bicycle. Cause his got totaled. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just because of the, the lingering feeling of dread that ending gave to me uh, at the end, combined with like the effects of the boogeyman, the, the music, some goofy one-off characters like Hulk Hoagie, that's yeah. he's known in the Are You Afraid of the Dark fan community. I, I just love it. I, I even have a poster of it in my room, and it just reminds me every day of why I love this series. So that's my number one.
0: I think that is a fantastic episode, too. I, I don't know Thank anybody you. that
1: doesn't like that episode, honestly. It's just so
0: it's solid from beginning to end. I agree. I feel like Night Shift is another one that is so is just really solid. For oh,
1: yeah, definitely. It's in my top five um are you afraid of dark knows how to do vampires really well i, I gotta give it to them because every time they offer a vampire episode it's it's a thrilling ride
0: so you have this book coming out when do you expect it to be completed so that i can have it
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes i know everyone's eager to get their hands on it yeah. as, uh, they, they've shown with my stickers they're like when can i buy them when can i buy them yeah and i'm like yeah hold, you're a tease, hold on your tease. I'm only one guy. I'm trying to figure out this stuff as I go along. If you want to help me, come over to my house and help me. <laughs> um, but um, so the book is going to be done by the end of the campaign. That's mm-hmm. that's the goal. It's going to be like fully edited, fully completed. It's going to be off my computer, off my mind, and then we're going to get it out uh, by the holiday season. Hopefully by Christmas, if okay. not New Year's. Cool. So expect for it around then. And yeah, if you are even remotely interested in this book you know whether you're a a veteran fan who's grown up with the series or if you have like kids Mm -hmm. who might be interested in children's horror anthologies definitely check this out because there's definitely something for everyone here
0: i am so excited for it brett i cannot wait i'll I'll definitely put a link to the kickstarter um for this uh, in this episode description so everybody can check it out Mm -hmm. and and help you out with this I'm, i'm really looking forward to it i'm I've seen it and it's incredible. It's this massive 400 page monster, and it's all of your artwork <laughs> is, is beautiful in there. There's even some stuff that I haven't seen in there from your Instagram before, like uh, scenes from the episode's intro that are just beautiful. Super cool. Yes. Gorgeous.
1: Yes. I put those in as like little dividers in between each season. And, you know, it just happened to work out that the show's intro is exactly seven shots to seven seasons. So I just did one for one yeah. creation and the, the the way i i was able to present those images like on I'm black with white uh kind of scratch forward etching mm-hmm. with the spooky glow i i honestly feel like you can't depict are you afraid of dark better in art form that way and i'm not trying to be egotistical or anything i honestly feel like that's the best way to present the show in print form yeah so uh, i'm really glad that it kind of worked out and i just followed my curiosity and and creating that specific style, and also, like, making the book all black with, like, white images. It's awesome. Thank you.
0: Yeah, where can people find you?
1: Head on over to my Instagram page, at Brett Wilson Art. I offer uh, art posts, watch parties, everything in between for all things 90s Nickelodeon, and I will definitely have a link in my bio for the Kickstarter page so you can back the book as well.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Well thank yeah. you so much Brett I really appreciate you spending some time with me it's been too long
1: maybe maybe we'll have to do something in the future for when our um, our own personal Ari Fair the dark tales come to life well I really
0: appreciate your time man and thank you so Thanks. much I'm so looking forward to this book and I hope everybody else is too because it is it's really cool like genuinely I think it looks amazing
1: thank you yes it's uh there's a lot of blood sweat and tears put into the book so I think you know the end product will be very reflective. Um, of all the effort that was put into it not just by me but literally everyone who was involved with contributing some sort of thing into it
0: yeah well thank you brett you're very
1: welcome <laughs> <laughs> you're very welcome enjoy the book when it comes out yeah share it with all your friends you know it. and yes you know let's let's create a new era of are you afraid of the dark together we'll we'll do it right forever dark
0: yeah all right well i've been up all night brett i have been I've been working since the wee early hours of the morning.
1: Yeah, get some sleep. I'm going
0: back <laughs> to bed. <laughs> when I've been up all night, I'm going back to sleep. I'll talk to you soon, Brett. You know, I, lo- I love talking so, with you on Instagram. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Likewise. All
0: right. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye, guys.